Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And I like the Seahawks to win the game with one of those scores that makes us say, hmm, what about these 49ers? I think it's going to be 23 to 13 Seattle over San Francisco. Wow. 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 I'm going to whoop your ass in these picks this week. I can just feel it. Wow. Wow. Wow, did I suck last week. Whose ass are you going to whip in those picks, uh, boy? What? what? Okay. Whose ass anybody, are you going to whip? Uh, let's, just, let's get this out here already because you sound like you're in a, a tunnel somewhere, okay? Florio's in West Virginia and the power's out, so he's on FaceTime. No, that's not one of those old man filters he has on his face. He just doesn't have the great camera. <laughs> Can you see that? Is that yeah. coming through? Man, Kristen's not going to be happy about that. You're already pissing off Kristen, who's going to have to some way blur. <laughs> that out um i took an ass whooping uh there's no doubt about that i can't deny it you need to send a gift basket all right to jadevian Clowney for saving you in that one all right the only one i'm really disappointed in there okay uh the the, the ram Steelers one i legitimately lost that that was a great call by you all the other ones were down to the wire i'm not even counting the lions one if matthew stafford plays they win uh, but damn, I can't believe oh and five. Florio, eight and five straight up this week. I was three and ten. Florio was nine and four against the spread. I was five and eight against the spread. And then Florio won his best bets of Baltimore and Green Bay and then lost the Dallas Cowboys. Man, I forgot you had Green Bay as a best bet. Damn, I wish they would have scored at the end of the game, the Carolina Panthers. Um, then my best bets, I won the Cardinals Tampa Bay over, and then I lost the Rams in Kansas city. I still can't believe I lost the Kansas city one. They were up by five, kicking a field goal to go up by eight with under a minute and 40 left. That's unreal. I'm pissed at the world for the season. Florio's got a seven game lead on me. He's 89, 58 and one straight up. I'm 82, 65 and one. And then against the spread, you're 76 and 70 and two. That's really good that you're above 500 against the spread. I'm, I actually am very impressed there. And then against the spread, I am 65, 74 and nine. Best bets, I'm 16 and 11. Best bets, you're 17 and 10. So you're a game up on me on best bets and seven games up on me on straight up. Like I've always said, that's the only one I care about. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say, Dr. Asshole from West Virginia? No, I mean, you just talked for 10 fucking minutes straight. Do I get a word in at some point during this thing? No. I, I mean, just because the power's out doesn't mean my vocal cords are shot. <laughs> nope, they're hey, not. You started with that ifs crap, that ifs, if this had happened. Didn't you do that whole if ifs and buts were candies and nuts and all that stupid shit from a couple of weeks ago? So I don't care about Matthew yeah. Stafford not playing. I don't care about Jadavion Clowney having a big game. We had five games head-to-head. You talked shit last week. That you were going to kick my butt, and you kicked your own butt, didn't you? Yes, and I, you didn't yep. even need my help. You went three and ten. You are firmly in George Costanza do the opposite territory. I hope <laughs> you did that this week. I hope you made your picks and then went with the other selection in every game. I did do my picks, and I'm not going to lie. When I got done with them, I said, should I do the opposite? But I didn't. I didn't, okay? Let's start off. Thursday night football. I mean, we're both excited for this. Steelers, Browns. Browns desperate. They almost are at we have to run the table category. Steelers have a little wiggle room, are on fire lately. Uh, Mike, how do you see it shaking out? Yeah, look, I like the Steelers in this one. We talked about it earlier today on PFT Live. The idea that the Steelers have that magic, that thing, that intangible quality. You throw in Mike Tomlin, 
who has been down this short week road 12 other times in his career. This is game number 13. Freddie Kitchen said himself earlier this year he's still new at this. He's still learning the ropes. I think those factors all line up to the Steelers going in and handling the Browns, not in a blowout fashion, a close game, a hard-fought game, an AFC North-style showdown where those intangibles of the Steelers are just enough to overcome what the Browns can do. And you you got me nervous during the show this morning, rattling off Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield. But still, I feel like the Steelers' defense will make a play at some point, whether it's a stop, a turnover, a touchdown defensively. They'll do something to tilt the game in Pittsburgh's direction, and they'll find a way to win. And I like them. Where is it? I got the score here somewhere. Hang on. I'm screwing everything up. This yes, is a, you this, are. I'm new yes, at this also. Are. Scrolling up, scrolling up. Where's the score for the game that I've selected? Said- the score I have is 27-21, Steelers over the Browns. Okay. All right. That's. I feel like there's a little too many points, but either way, that's fine. I got a lot of the same thoughts. Um, I do think the Browns pose some problems a little differently. Like, I almost look at it and go, you know, the Browns matchup-wise, I would say other than the 49ers are one of the tougher matchups the Pittsburgh Steelers have had to deal with this year. And you said some of them. I mean, Odell and Jarvis and the run game and all that. But I do think the Steelers' defense is special. I also do, you know, I got to say, you know, Mason Rudolph – you know, he knows how to manage the game to a degree. He does. And I do think James Conner being back and the fact that they have, you know, put a lot more eggs into run the ball basket. The Browns are not a great run defense. I think the game is going to be close. I do. And I do think there's a chance the Browns could win if the Steelers don't give them if the Browns don't give the Steelers the short field or have a pick six or a strip sack fumble for a touchdown, something like that. But nonetheless, I am going Steelers 20-17 to 17, uh, on the road. And um, we didn't, I didn't say this. The over-unders at 41 there in this one. But we're both on the Steelers. You're on them. What did you say was yours, 27-21? 27-21. Ooh, I wonder if Pay attention. I wonder if you'll go best bets. Why does, Learn from the master. Why, yes. Why do you have more gray hair now than you did this morning? What happened? I have no idea. Okay. I think dealing with the last hour has caused most of it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, I can picture you so stressed. How many did you have to like? How many times did you swear and go crazy uh, over the last hour? Were you going crazy pacing around the house? That's all classified information. The bottom line is we're getting it in, and I thought we were going to get it done quickly because somebody's got to go to South Bend once he finishes drinking his 15th cup of coffee this morning. Yes, well, I know. Once you get me talking about football, I can't shut up. All right. Premier 1 o'clock game of the day. Easily my favorite on the schedule. It is. It should be anybody's favorite. It's Texans at Ravens. It's Lamar versus Deshaun. And you know they're becoming stars when it's you can only say one. You can say one name. You know, you don't, you don't have to say the full name. We know who you're talking about. That's when you know you've hit superstardom. Ravens favored by four and a half at home over under 49 lead us off Mike yeah look this has the potential to be a great game it's the first time they're meeting at the NFL level and I'm hoping that there will be plenty of times that Lamar Jackson and Sean Watson cross paths in the coming years we've seen spectacular offense from both teams at times we've seen Deshaun Watson pull the rabbit out of the hat over and over again we see Lamar Jackson do spectacular things the defenses for both teams aren't great, but they're good enough to make it interesting. I, You know, maybe you take some chances, Chris. Maybe both defenses should play the way you've advocated that the Chiefs should play. Just be aggressive. Force a turnover or let them score, but then get your offense back out on the field, and then you take it to them. And I hope it's a shootout. I love NFL games where both teams end up in the 30s, maybe one's in the 40s, One's in the 30s, 35, 32, 30 to 27, something like that. But I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one, and I'm torn. But the Ravens by a touchdown, 31 to 24. It just feels right. It feels like that'll be the outcome. Some sort of a play that is made late by the Ravens or the Ravens build a lead and the Texans try to furiously come back and maybe that last-ditch effort to tie the game up fails. Either way, I just have that feeling, 31-24, Ravens by seven points, although I I won't be surprised if the Texans win. If the Texans win, it shakes up the top of the AFC because then they move to seven and three. 
The Ravens are seven and three. That's good news for the Patriots. Yes, it the is. Patriots also play the Texans and the Chiefs coming up too. So a lot of that's going to get resolved. This is a this is a huge. If the Ravens want to do justice to everything they've accomplished the last five weeks, they need this one, and I think they'll get it. Yeah, uh, I, it's a fascinating game. I think uh, if I just look at it from the Ravens' offensive part side of the 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 coin, there, the Texans can play some run defense now. So I do think they, they got enough big people to slow down that aspect. I'm still worried about the Texans' pass defense. Does Lamar Jackson and company have enough in their pass offense to take advantage of a not-so-good Texans' pass defense? I love that the Texans claimed Vernon Hargraves off the uh, waiver wire yesterday. I don't expect him to play or be a big part of this game, but just saying. Uh, so that's one aspect I look at it. Can the Ravens' pass game truly flourish in a game where maybe the run game is not hitting on all cylinders? Other side of it is same thing. I mean, we know the Texans uh, like to run the ball with Carlos Hyde and all that, too. They're not going to run the ball on the Ravens. I don't see that either. And I'm just going to – you know, again, you're right. Like, the Ravens' defense hasn't been as dominant in years past, but, man, do they have a good secondary. Will Fuller still kind of dealing with a hamstring issue, so I doubt he's going to be 100%. Uh, I do think uh, Don Wink Martindale on the, on the defensive coordinator for the Ravens is pretty good and creative. So, I, again, I'm like you. I, I'm scared. I'm not betting on this game. I'm saying that right now. I'm going to go Ravens 23-20. I think it'll be a little lower scoring than we think, but uh, I am scared of this one because i also say this. The, te- the, the Ravens are not fast up front, and that does worry me with Deshaun Watson where he might be able to buy some time on some plays and make some magic happen when he gets outside of the pocket. But regardless, with the Ravens being at home and kind of hot right now, uh, I'm going with them 23-20. Anything else you want to say or you want to move on? Let's move on. All right, let's go. Falcons. Let's move on or move out. All right, Falcons and Panthers. Uh, Panthers favored by five and a half, over under 49 and a half. Panthers lost a bad one last week. I mean, not a bad one, just it hurt. Falcons surprisingly whooped the crap out of the Saints. Um, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, look, I, I, the Falcons looked so good last week, it's easy to forget the fact that they looked like crap for the first half of the season. And – the Panthers are getting closer to desperation mode. And last year they were six and two after the first half. This year it was five and three. The wheels started to come off when they had that ugly blowout loss on the road on a Thursday night in Pittsburgh. And I think Ron Rivera understands you've got to get this thing right now. If you don't, then two losses becomes three losses, becomes four losses. And the next thing you know, it's all falling apart like it did last year. And I think if it falls apart on the Panthers this year, I think Ron Rivera is going to be out of the job. So I think they find a way. Christian McCaffrey mispracticed yesterday with a foot injury. First time this year he's been disclosed as having a foot injury. But I think he'll be fine. They like giving him Wednesdays off anyway. I think he probably will be good to go Thursday, Friday. We'll see. But I don't have any reason to believe it's a serious thing. If he's able to go, they should be fine against the Falcons team that, hey, they got their their second win. Right. It doesn't mean they're going to run the table. It doesn't mean they're going to play like they did last week. And also, they're not going to catch the Panthers by surprise. They caught the Saints by surprise. The Panthers will be ready for them. I got the Panthers 27-20 in this one. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think the Panthers are still a good football team. think they outplayed the Packers last week. Uh, They have weapons. We know they're balanced. Uh, I think, actually, they can pose a few more problems for the Falcons' defense than maybe the Saints' offense could pose against the Falcons in general. I mean, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, Greg Olson, you know, there's still, you still have to worry about that passing game. And, and those guys can, can push it down the field. And Kyle Allen's pretty aggressive, too, as a quarterback. Uh, of course, we know they can run the ball. Now, like, I look at the Falcons and go, yeah, I think they can move the ball on the Panthers as well. But the way, the best way teams have moved the ball on the Panthers is through the run game. And I'm not going to sit here yet and tell you that I'm sold on the Falcons' run game. I know they had a a decent day last week against the Saints, had some good wrinkles that got them out in the edge and all that. But I'm certainly not ready to, like, hang my hat on, oh, the Falcons' run game is fixed or anything like that. I think this is a close one. I think the Falcons, uh, you know, make some plays on the offensive side of the ball just because it's Julio and Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. But ultimately, I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going 27-24. And uh, they keep their playoff hopes alive. 
You're taking the Falcons to cover. You know, we both did that last week, and it worked. The only problem is they won the game, and it screwed us up straight up. But yeah. we got the benefit. Because remember, we, we, were, we were concerned yes. that maybe the Falcons would keep it close. They just kept it more close than we would have realized. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Didn't think they would win, that's for sure. Yeah, I think the Falcons will keep this close. I do like the Falcons, and you heard me say this on the show, they threw a few curveballs into their defense last week. And you made you brought it up today where you said maybe Raheem Morris was part of that. And I, I don't doubt that. I don't have any knowledge of that. But I was with Raheem, you know, in Tampa with Mike Tomlin and Rod Marinelli and all them. Raheem's a pretty smart defensive guy. And I would not be shocked if he threw some of those things out there. Uh, but he, nonetheless, I think the Panthers do win the game. All right, Cowboys-Lions. Cowboys reeling, four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Lions, over under 49. I have to ask you first, what's the latest on Matthew Stafford? You know, he was at practice yesterday, but officially he did not practice. And nobody knows whether or not he's going to play this weekend. He wants to play. They didn't let him play last weekend. There's all kind of weird stuff going on. And maybe they violated the terms of the injury report with how they handled it last week. But, you know, I, I'm surprised the spread is only four and a half points in this one. We've seen kind of who the Cowboys are. They're a team that takes care of business when they are clearly the better team. When they get up against a team where it's not quite clear who the better team is, that's when the Cowboys tend to have a problem, except when they, when they lost to the Jets. Right. Every other game has fit that formula. Yeah. And, you know, and look, they've got to be desperate now. They've got to be. After falling to 5-4, and four, they're even with the Eagles. They've got the Patriots coming up in Foxborough the following week. This is one that they need to have, or it's going to fall apart quickly. And I think that this is one of those backed-against-the-wall type of a game where you see Jason Garrett get his guys dialed in and they're ready to go, and I think they beat the Lions, whether it's Matthew Stafford or Jeff Driscoll or Scott Mitchell at quarterback. I think the Cowboys find a way to win this one because they desperately and then they'll lose next week to the Patriots. But at least for now, they get on the right side of things. I got 28-21 Cowboys. I think they'll be able to run the ball against the Lions' defense just like the Vikings were able to, and that's going to open up the – uh, the passing game, just like the Vikings were able to do when they scored over 30 points in Detroit last month. Yeah, uh, I, I hear that. Um, now, I know Matthew Stafford is a big deal to me because you know that I I do think the Dallas defense doesn't do enough, so that's scary. But I think ultimately, you know, you kind of hit on it. You know, the the Cowboys are clearly the more talented football team. And I don't trust the Lions' defense versus these type of offenses. This is a balanced offense that can do it all. And I don't know if everybody out there realizes that the number one offense in football is the Dallas Cowboys. They can, they can throw it. You know, most weeks they can run it. Uh, I'm a little disappointed with their lack of ability to dominate the line of scrimmage, maybe to the extent I would like. And, I, you know, you've heard my concerns with Zeke Elliott. But I'm with you. I'm going Cowboys 34-24. And I'm picking it to be 34-24 with Matthew Stafford playing. I am. I'm going like um, that's. I'm going with that. So I obviously have the Cowboys covering the spread in a big way, and uh, that quite possibly could be my bet of the week. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's it's certainly on my radar here as we go keep going. Anything else you want to add? No. All right. Nick Foles, Frank Reich, Jaguars, Colts. Jaguars at the Colts. Colts favored by three and a half. Over under 43 and a half. Jacoby Brissett's back. Nick Foles is back. So both teams are going to be their true self here. Um, who you got, Mike? Yeah, the true self for the Colts is I don't know who they are. And I think the combination of Nick Foles back plus Adam Vinatieri still employed is just enough to give the Jaguars a three-point win. 20 to 17. No rhyme or reason for it. The Jaguars are rested. I think Nick Foles is going to energize this team. Look, they were 4-4 four and four with Gardner Minshew. And we have no idea. We have no basis for comparison, no context as to how good Gardner Minshew is. Maybe they would have been 8-0 if they had Nick Foles the whole time. We don't know. We begin the process of finding out this week. But I think Foles brings something that that team needs. It's a sense of camaraderie. It's a sense of togetherness. It's a sense of inspiration. And I think Foles, they we're going to find out. You know, all that Minshew mania was cute with the mustache and everything. But there's a reason Foles won the MVP award and beat the Patriots of all teams in the Super Bowl. He's bringing something to the table 
that I don't think the Colts are going to be ready for, although Frank Reich knows what Nick Foles can do because he was the offensive coordinator in Philly when the Eagles won the Super Bowl with Foles under center. But I think that the, the vinitary factor for me, this stubborn refusal to move on to another kicker, is the thing that is going to continue to haunt the Colts, and I'm not going to have faith in them in a close game because of it. 20-17, to 17, Jaguars win. They get to 5-5. Five and five, The Colts fall to 5-5. Five and five, And if the Texans win... They're running away with the division. If they lose, it stays very interesting. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, it, it is interesting here. Um, I do think the Colts would have won the last two weeks if Jacoby Brissett's playing. And I just don't think he would have made some of the mistakes we saw Brian Hoyer make. I, that, that's just how I feel. Of course, I do think Nick Foles is better than Gardner Minshew as well. And I'm with you with all those. Now, the thing that I think I, I wanted to go Jaguars. I did. But I think the only thing that stopped me, and I'm going Colts 24-20, is just that Nick Foles hasn't played in nine weeks. And again, that just scares me. I just think it's a little hard to come back and think, oh, you know, I'm going to execute at a really high level, you know, without playing in real game live action in a long, long time. And that's what makes me lean that way. I'm going Colts. I think this game will be very close. You know, I'm not, I would not be shocked if, uh, the Jaguars pulled it off, but because the Colts are at home and because Jacoby Brissett was only out for a short period of time, I think it'll be easier for him to jump back in and play at a high level than Nick Foles, and that's why I go Colts 24-20 at home. Okay. Yeah, look, it can go either yeah. way. Yeah, and, no, and I don't is. have I don't have a whole lot of faith in in either outcome here. I have a lot of faith in the Jaguars. I, I have less faith in the Colts than I did a couple of weeks ago, but. Uh, I, look, this is one. I'll go ahead and give you the spoiler. It's not going to be one of my best of the week. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, you know, the other thing that I feel like jumps out to me a little bit lately, and I don't know how healthy he is, the last thing I'll say about this game where I move on. You know, I I, I don't think the Colts' O-line has been quite as dominant this year as I would have thought, but they're still really awesome. They're still in the conversation of the best in football. But I think the one thing that has jumped out to me is – I'd like to see the Colts get a, a difference maker back, like a true superstar. Marlon Mack is good. I don't think I want Marlon Mack as being my starter. They're, they're not maximizing what their O-line has, I, th I don't think. And uh, if I am them, I'm this offseason, whether it's draft or, or free agency, I think they need to get a stud running back to take advantage of all that's there to be had at the running back position. Okay, Bills, Dolphins. Dolphins playing good football lately. Bills... You know, they're kind of all over the place, inconsistent, defense reeling just a little bit. You never know with Josh Allen. It seems like every game the Bills play is close. And the Dolphins seem quite comfortable in that kind of scenario as well. Bills are favored by five and a half. And it's in Miami and the over under is at 41. Uh, what say you, Florio? I say that the, the hot team stays hot. And, I, you know, I, this is probably the first time all year I've picked the Dolphins to win, and I think the Dolphins are going to pull this one off. The Bills go down to South Florida. Chris, you've said before, although it doesn't really hold up the way that you think it does, that when a team goes to Miami that they, they treat it like a vacation, although you're in Buffalo, you're getting a day or two in Miami, that could be a factor. But I think this Bills team isn't as good as 6-3 and three would suggest the Dolphins aren't as bad as two and seven would indicate. They're moving in opposite directions. The correction is happening before our eyes. And I'm not going to take the bait on this one just by looking at the two records. I think the Dolphins win. I like the Dolphins 23 to 20. And uh, I, I, I'm not, again, I'm not feeling best bet on this one, but they are the underdogs. I like them to win straight up, which obviously means I like them to cover. Yeah, I, I, um, I think the Dolphins are going to do them a tough task as well. Now, I'm not going to go to fucking Crazyville and pick them to win the game. I know that. I'm not. But I might go to Crazyville and bet on them and best bets. Hey, I hey, Crazyville may have saved your ass last week. Well, why? Because you went 3-10. and 10. Oh, well, no, I don't think I went to fucking Crazyville enough last week. Obviously, I was a big wimp. That's my point. Oh, so that, that's my point. Got you. Whatever right. you're doing isn't working, so don't resist. Don't. Don't look down your nose at what may be the right choice as evidenced by the fact that you don't know how to make the right choice. That's well, my point. Yeah, well, I, you know, again, I, I like what the Dolphins are doing. I definitely do. Um, but, you know, the Jets were a dumpster fire. The Brian Hoyer was a dumpster fire last week. 
And even though Josh Allen could be careless, I don't think he's going to go to dumpster fire land. You know, he might have a dumb turnover, but I don't know if he'll go that far. Now, the Dolphins are 5-0 and in their last five against the spread, just to throw that out there to you, okay? Um, Pete, dim a little light, a light a little of this, said that to me in my ear. Um, so, now, the – Yes, I'm going to pick the Bills just to win a close one. I'm going 16-14. I just don't know if the Dolphins will be able to manage enough offense, and I don't think their defense is going to create enough turnovers, maybe like they did last week, to win the football game in general. But I do like them to cover, and I'm not going to lie. I might pick them as one of my best bets. Uh, No joke. And, of course, there's the common knowledge here in this game between Brian Dayball – and Chad O'Shea and all the New England guys down in Miami, uh, you know, there's going to be some common knowledge about what offenses are trying to do in this game in general. Uh, And I think that's kind of fascinating too. But regardless, that's it. Let's go on to Kurt Cousins, Kurt Cousins, Kurt Cousins, Broncos, Vikings. In Minnesota, Vikings favored by 10 and a fucking half? Are you fucking kidding me? Holy shit. Well, it is Brandon Allen starting at a quarterback. I don't know why I'm so shocked by that. And then it's over under at 40 and a half. Um, What do you say about your favorite team on the face of the planet, the Purple People Eaters, the Kirk Cousins Killers? What do you think is going to happen? Remember last year when Josh Allen, then a rookie with the Bills, went in as a 17-point underdog against the Vikings and won the game straight up. Now that's because the Bills scored quickly, 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 and before you knew it, it was over. I'd like to think that the Vikings understand they need to guard against the letdown in this game. They have a bye week coming up, and they got a big trip to Seattle. They can't afford to not take care of business. You, you, you. Undermine everything you've done up to this point if you don't win a game against an inferior team. And it's obvious that the Broncos are the inferior team. The Vikings should be able to run the ball against the Denver defense because the Vikings really have been able to run the ball against most teams they faced this year with the exception of the Chicago Bears. And to a lesser extent, the Chiefs, Dalvin Cook still had 71 yards. And it's not just the rushing yards. It's those those passes in the screen game where it's a four-foot throw and Dalvin Cook just takes off. He was the offensive player of the week for what he did on Sunday night against the Cowboys. So I I think that the Vikings are smart enough, they're good enough, and I think they'll be focused enough at home to not have a letdown. The stakes are too high. They can match their win total for the entire season of 2018 if they can beat the Broncos. Then they get their time off, and then they prepare for the stretch run that has the Seahawks, the Lions, the Chargers, the Packers, the Bears. So they can't afford to lose this one. I'd be stunned if they lose it, although not surprised because I've seen them step on there their uh their own two feet and trip and fall before 30 to 17 vikings find a way to win this one and find a way to cover but it could be like that washington game from a few weeks ago where it's kind of ugly it's kind of closer than maybe the score would indicate but i still think 30 to 17 yeah okay i I think it's going to be one of those kind of games that you're talking about i don't know with vic fangio as good as a defensive coach he is i do think he'll be over you know the formula of the Vikings that you mentioned that I like, but I, it's not overly complicated. And I do think a defensive coordinator in that 3-4 scheme can pose some problems for the Vikings' offense to not let them score too many points. Now, I don't think the Broncos are going to be able to move the ball very much against the Minnesota defense either. So, you know, those are, those are issues to me. I think this is going to be a low-scoring one. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot like you just said, that Redskins Thursday night game. I'm going to go Vikings 20 to 13, uh, where it's probably like 20 to seven. It might, you know, I kind of look at it like it's going to be 10, nothing. And then it's going to be like 17, three, and then it's going to be like 20 to, you know, 20 to three, and then maybe a 20 to 10 late, and then a 20 to 13, one more late time late in the game to kick like a garbage time field goal. That's how I kind of see it playing out. Uh, That's dangerous to me, the 10 and a half point spread with this Broncos defense. It is still very good. It's the fourth best defense in football. They're only letting up 18.9 points per game. You know, their pass defense is good. Their run defense, you're right is not the best, what you would expect, out of a top five uh, defense. Let me just see exactly where they're ranked. They're 17th in football at 107 yards. 
So that's a little scary. You're right. Uh, but there is no Adam Thielen. Um, but either way, I think we both see the Vikings winning this game. Um, all right. Anything you want to say about your favorite team on earth? No, okay. I don't. Okay, good, good. You're assuming a lot there. No, well, it is. It's your favorite team on earth. Stop stop right. fucking right. denying it. Stop being in denial. Hey, listen, you. I really like Real Madrid. Yeah, well, we couldn't hear you. Your FaceTime broke up. What'd you say you liked who? I don't know. Let's just go. All right. You said Real Madrid, I think, didn't you? All right. Yes. Saints, Bucks. It wasn't funny. That's why I said let's move yeah. on. Let's move on. Saints, Bucks. Saints, five and a half point favorites. At the Yuccaneers, over under at 50. Interesting. Scary game for the Saints, I think. Uh, how do you think it, it shakes out? You know, it's funny. You like to thread the needle. I'm going to thread this one. I think the Saints win. They need the win. They need to reestablish that they are one of the better teams in the NFC. They had a horrible performance on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. And the Buccaneers are a team that, that is capable of giving the Saints everything they can handle. I, and the Buccaneers have been in some close games recently. They win some, they lose some. They're better than three and six would indicate. This is not going to be an easy day for the Saints. But I think the wake-up call they got, you know, it's almost like if they hadn't lost to the Falcons, I'd be more you inclined be. to think they would yeah. lose to the Buccaneers, you know. Yep. But I think that the, the Saints find a way. I got a close one, 30 to 27, maybe a late field goal by the Saints to put them over the top. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have really been thinking upset on this one if the Saints had had inflated their record to eight and one last week. Yeah, I, I agree. And now they're they're woken up now, and they're going to be pissed off. Uh, seriously, they're shooken up. you're right, shooken up. You know, they're shooken yeah. up. And I, um, the Saints, you know, they go down to Tampa and and usually don't play all that well either. I don't know what the reason is there. Uh, the Buccaneers. And, you know, again, they lost earlier in the year, I think, what, 31-24 in the Superdome. You know, the one thing, the Buccaneers, they have a big offensive line to slow down the overpowering defensive line in the Saints. I do think that the Buccaneers' defensive line can somewhat make the Saints one-dimensional and have to pass the football. But ultimately, the big issue is – the Buccaneers' pass defense sucks. I mean, they fucking suck. I don't know any other way to say it, all right? That's just all <laughs> there is to it. And because that – and I got to even look. I mean, it's almost – Do you like that they cut Vernon Hargraves? What, what, no, I don't understand that. But, you know, and I, I, you know what? I want to go back and look at maybe the plays to see where he, he didn't hustle and all that. I didn't watch the Buccaneers' film from last week. But the Buccaneers are dead last in football and pass defense. 298 yards per game. And I think Drew Brees and Sean Payton will bounce back and find enough ways to screw them over. But I do think it'll be close. And I'm with you. I'm going 24-21 Saints. Uh, I think they pull it off and get back on track. But I think Jameis Winston and company will be a pain in their ass. All right. The worst game of the day. Jets-Redskins. Dwayne... Let's just pick a score on this one and move on. Okay, fine. Let's do that. Dwayne Haskins starting. That's worth noting. Okay. Uh, but other than that, okay, let's go. Jets 27, Washington 20. Okay. Next. All right. Jets 17, Redskins 13. I don't know. I don't. The Redskins, I think, can slow down that Jets attack to where it can at least low scoring. That's it. You're right. Fuck that game. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Cardinals 49ers. Cardinals, hey, they looked like they were in trouble two Thursday nights, you know, ago against uh, – it was 28-14, and I went, oh, gosh, here we go, the 49ers. They're going to blow them out. And the Cardinals hung tough. And Kyler Murray's a superstar, everybody. He's a superstar. Thank God they cut Josh Rosen and drafted Kyler Murray. That's all I can say. Well done, Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. Way to have the nuts, the kahunas, the balls, the guts to do that. That was a phenomenal pick, as you said, throughout the drafting process. Kyler Murray looks like a generational-type quarterback, and I think you're spot on, Mike Floyer. Macy, shut up, okay? We're doing a <laughs> podcast. Uh, but uh, how do you see this shaking out, Mike? Yeah, you know, I'm torn on this one because the Cardinals did give the 49ers everything they could handle. The 49ers operating on the short week after playing 70 minutes. Fortunately for them, they didn't have to travel. Both games are at home. But I, I, I think that Kyle Shanahan, your buddy, understands the importance of getting right back on the horse. They have some tough games coming up. They have the Packers at the Ravens 
and at the Saints over the next three weeks. They're going to win this one. Now, I don't know how I feel about them covering the spread. I'm just throwing a dart and saying 34-21, where they'll get that same kind of a lead this time, and this time around they won't blow it. That he'll challenge the defense to step up, and I think that defense is looking forward to the opportunity to correct some of the mistakes they made the last time around. It's not going to be easy, and uh, I, but I think the incentive is there. It's definitely there because this can spiral quickly. Because if they lose to the Cardinals this week, they're going to lose to the Packers next week, and then they go to Baltimore, and then they go to New Orleans, and this could all fall apart for the 49ers, and, and they need everything that they can muster and all their focus and all their rest and all their recovery and everything – that Kyle Shanahan can do to get them ready to not blow this one because the real challenges are still coming. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there. I think, you know, the things that jump out to me, first off, just like we were just talking about a little, you know, the, the, the 49ers are going to be pissed off. Definitely. I guess what I'm a little worried about is they going to be, are they going to be a little worn out from a five quarter game, most physical game we've seen in football this year on Monday night? That does scare me a little bit. I also think the other angle I got here is just like, this is the first time Cliff Kingsbury is going against the same team for the second time in a year, right? This is his first time doing this, I believe, in his coaching career. I don't think he ever had a double matchup in, at Texas Tech. So that chess match, I always think that is hard for a coach the first time because you can't just go, oh, this is what we did the first time. Are you going to be smart enough to kind of see one step ahead to go, wait, I think they'll adjust this way next time, and I have to do this now. That, to me, is going to be an interesting dynamic. I do. Uh, but nonetheless, again, I liked what I saw from Jimmy Garoppolo for the most part of that game. I do. The interception he threw was not his fault. I think what clouded our judgment a little when I watched the film yesterday was the end of the game, as you've mentioned during the week. Should have thrown two interceptions on the last drive of the game. Missed an open Dante Pettis in overtime. Missed an open Debo Samuel down the right uh, sideline for a huge gain on their second or third possession of overtime. So, or the second possession of overtime. Uh, so I, I do look at that. And of course, Kyler Murray is a kind of guy that's scary. And he can make plays that I don't give a shit who the fuck your defense is. He can run around and throw fucking rifles and run and do shit like that, that you could have the greatest defense ever. You know, I don't, the 85 Bears would have had a hard time containing Kyler Murray sometimes and all that. So that's always scary. But I'm going with the 49ers to cover the spread. I'm going 31-16. I think they get back on track, and uh, I like them to do that. I still think they are in the conversation for the best team in football. Okay. Bengals, Raiders. Um, at Oakland, Oakland's 10.5-point favorite. Wow. This is uh this is new to me. I'm just looking at these as we go here. Over under at 48 and a half. Bengals suck. They are definitely the worst team in football and the Raiders are kind of uh riding high right now. Go ahead, Mike. It's the Bo Jackson revenge game. Remember it was the Bengals in the playoffs in the 1990 season that tackled Bo Jackson and messed up his hip. And that was the last playoff game the Bengals ever won. Wow. They are still waiting to win their next playoff game Great since set. that one. Last time the Bengals were playing the Coliseum. And look, this is one of those games, Chris, that falls into that box where I say NFL betters aren't comfortable with big point spreads because I think it should be bigger than this. The Raiders are moving in the right direction. They're 5-4. and four. They won a tough game against the Chargers team that is better than their record would suggest. They've had extra time to get ready for this one against the Bengals. The Bengals are limping across the country after getting their asses kicked by the Ravens. I think this one's not going to be close. 41-20, to 20, the Raiders over the Bengals. They easily cover the spread, and they, they set themselves up for a game against the Jets. They could allow them to get to 7-4, and four, and they could be going to Arrowhead Stadium with both the Chiefs and the Raiders at 7-4, and four. and I'm kind of hoping for that because that Chiefs-Raiders rivalry – I remember when I was growing up, that was a big deal. That was kind of the first sure. rivalry I was ever aware of was Chiefs and Raiders. Then it was Cowboys in Washington. But Chiefs and Raiders was the first one where I understood this concept that two teams, that when they play each other, it's a bigger deal than just two random teams. So I'm hoping that they're both going to be 7-4. and four. The Raiders do their job and do their part this weekend to get to win number six. Yeah, they're going to win. There's no doubt about that. I don't even like – I'm not thinking twice about that. All people have to know out there. Now, 
Whether they cover the spread, I expect them to cover it. I don't have it quite as aggressively cover as you do. I'm going 28-17 to 17 Raiders just because the Raiders' pass offense is very conservative, and I just don't know if they're the type of team that's going to throw up 40 points. But where I could be wrong and where I'm not wrong and, and, nobody, and you're not wrong as far as picking the Raiders is for one reason. The Bengals' running defense is so fucking embarrassing, I don't know what to say. I mean, that's all I can really say about it. It is a disgrace. They're letting up 173 yards per game on the ground. Are you kidding me? And the Raiders are eighth in football running it. We've talked a lot about how big and overpowering and hulking their offensive line is. Trent Brown, Gabe Jackson, Rodney Hudson – Richie Incognito has been great for them and all of that. So I'm going Raiders 28 to 17. I have them covering just by a, uh, a half a point. You got them covering big time. So that might be your, one of your bets of the week. Uh, but, I have an important update. <clears throat> yeah. My power's back on. Oh, great. Good job. Um, also, I worked hard at it. Good job. I'm sure you did. Good job, Jill. Way to go. Way to figure it out. Way to be the handy woman of the house. Also, I did notice when we go to your lot, your full screen shot, can we go to that, Kristen, for a second? Wow, man, you can't hide money. I see that Kiss pinball machine back there. Woo, there's a terrace. There's a bar. Gosh, how much shit, how much money do you fucking have? Damn, woo. Well, you know, I, you've been invited here multiple times and you refuse to come. Yeah, well, because I don't want to like, get on, you know, a plane and take a seven-hour car ride and do all that shit to get there, Okay. No, maybe one of these days I'll come. I still have to take you it's out. It's an to hour your, and a half from the airport. I have to take you on your steak dinner, too. I haven't done that. So that's coming up as soon as this Notre Dame schedule is over, all right? I promise. Sure it is. Do you want to come to my house and have my wife cook the steak dinner and we could smoke big fatties together? Or, no. No? Because no. that'll no. be fun. I mean, no. you'll, you'll really get your money's worth in steak because you'll get the munchies and everything. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Go back and have the leftover steak after the fat. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, okay all right all right all right on to uh maybe the game of the day uh and certainly the game of the four four o'clock hour patriots at eagles both off the bye week eagles kind of got it rolling before the bye i think they're healthy i think they're dangerous patriots of course got their butts whooped against the ravens but are still the patriots they're favored by three and a half on the road over under 44 and a half Mike, what do you think should have happened? You know, usually I would say when you give Bill Belichick two weeks to get ready, he can beat anybody. But he had two weeks to get ready when he faced the Eagles in the Super Bowl back in early 2018. And he lost to a Doug Peterson team that had two weeks to get ready. This Eagles team feels like it's a, a long way away from the team that won the Super Bowl. Although I still believe that the Eagles could win the division and make some noise in the playoffs. This just feels like one where the, the, the Patriots find a way to win. They've had time to address some of their flaws. They'll put together a game plan. I'm sure Bill Belichick still vividly recalls what happened to him in Minneapolis when he faced Doug Peterson. He doesn't want to do that again. I like the Patriots in this one. Not a blowout by any stretch. 26-20 New England over Philadelphia with you know the defense smothering the way that Doug Peterson acknowledged on Wednesday in his weekly press conference. This defense does. Tom Brady making enough plays. The running game doing enough just doing enough to get to where the, the Patriots outscore the Eagles. And like I said, 26-20. Yeah. Um, you know, I have the same thoughts as you. I am uh, – this game could go either way. It really can. I think the Eagles actually match up really good against the New England Patriots. I do. The New, the, the Eagles with a, with a full-strength Fletcher Cox and the corners back healthy – uh, their offensive line, you know, Jason Peters, I know he's not going to be out there, but they still got Andre Dillard, their first-round left tackle, who's who's good and going to be a really good player. You know, they can do some of the things we saw the Ravens do to the Patriots. I always worry if Doug Peterson will stay patient with the run game. I do. I'm hoping he's realized through the bye week that, damn, when we get underneath the center and run downhill, we're a really good football team. And I hope he brings that element to it. I hope Jim Schwartz doesn't blitz too much. He doesn't need to. I think their defensive line can overpower the Patriots in a lot of ways uh, without having to blitz and send extra people at Brady who's not going to get tricked or surprised. And he'll gash it if you blitz him too much. 
I'm wussying out here. There's no other way to say it. Like, there's so many things that tell me to pick the Eagles in the football game. But it's just New England and the two weeks and Belichick. And I know you said the Super Bowl, yeah, it didn't work out that well. Well, that year, that defense wasn't this defense in New England right now. This is still a very special defense that way. And I'm with you. I'm just – I'm going to go the Patriots. I'm going 24-21. But – I really would not be surprised to see the Eagles win this football game. Like I said, what's the spread? Uh, it's three and a half. Yeah, so I'm yeah. Th- I'm threading That's a thin the thin needle you're trying to thread there. I boss. know, I, you know, but I don't try to. What I'm really starting to realize is I think I should be a Las Vegas line setter. Uh, as I start to go through these every week, I'm threading the needle, needle not uh, deliberately, which means I'm seeing eye to eye with Vegas. Now, if I can only fucking pick these things the right way, I'm very good at setting the line. I just can't fucking pick them. It's driving me crazy. All right. But I'm with you. I'm going with the Patriots just because they're the Patriots, and they'll find some way to win. I don't know if I necessarily think they're going to be the better team on the field on Sunday. And you know Philadelphia is going to be rabid down there. On the grass field, those fans are going to be crazy. The courtroom is going to have extra people flowing through it in the basement on Sunday. I guarantee that because I hope there's no Patriots fans going down there. I really, I mean, I, that, they should put an advisory out to any New England fans who decide to go to Philadelphia. Just b- don't wear Patriots colors or anything because Philadelphia will literally whoop your ass, that, those fans. Isn't that every game, though? Isn't that every game? This is an extra. I think how worse it would be if the Patriots had won the Super Bowl. Then you don't want to go anywhere near Philadelphia no, and Patriots. No, yeah. you're right. It is every game, but it's extra and – New England fans are very similar to Philadelphia and where they like to mouth off and say stuff like that anyways. And that's just not a good match. They're going to be outnumbered in this crowd. That's the only reason I say that. All right. You done? You want to say anything else about that one? That is an awesome game. I I can't wait to watch that. Macy chimed in. I think she liked what you were saying. Okay, good. Macy also chimed in on one earlier when I was all over Kyler Murray. And I don't know if she meant like I don't agree with Kyler Murray can take over or she was saying Kyler Murray is – is awesome. You're right, Chris. So she barked twice. Twice she, is when she doesn't like it. One is when she does. Okay. So she's, she's saying Nick Bosa and company are going to get after Kyler Murray's ass. All right. I'm with you, Macy. I'm with you. All right. Sunday night football, bears, Rams. I mean, defense is struggle here. Rams favored by six and a half at home over under 40. Um, both teams are just clinging uh, to their playoff life here right now. Mike, what do you think will happen? I I, uh, I think the Rams win. I'm not very certain about this one. I think it's a pride game at this point for the Rams. The Bears are a team, when you look at four and five, you say, how in the hell are they four and five? It feels like they're a lot worse than that. And the Rams are a team, when you look at the record, it's five and four. You say, how in the hell are they five and four? They feel a lot better than that. And I think this is one of those games that reality catches up with the the records and this is one the rams win this is one the bears lose so when it's done we look at it and say okay this makes more sense but and i really do think pride is coming into play here for sean mcveigh for jared goff for todd Gurley, for all these guys cooper cup shut out in pittsburgh after having 220 receiving yards in the prior game against the Bengals. so i, I think the rams will win i got 24 17 i don't think it's gonna be a blowout but i think the rams will win get back on the right track but you know somebody asked me today i was on the score in chicago on their morning show, and they said, is this an elimination game? I said, well, yeah, but the problem is I don't think either team's going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I guess right. the team that loses is less likely to make it, but I don't think either team's going to make it at this point because of all the great teams that are in the NFC and all the teams that have six, seven, eight wins at this point. Yeah, I am I'm with you there. I don't think either team's going to make it. I do think it's an elimination game that in the fact that who does lose is officially eliminated, but you're right. I think ultimately neither one is going to make it this year. And – uh, hey, we know both defenses are great. Um, both offenses are in – it's almost – they're almost mirror images of each of each other. I mean, both offenses have been figured out. They have issues. They can't run the ball. Uh, I do want to see Sean McVay reinvent himself a little bit. But I think uh, – I, I think this is going to be low scoring. I think that's how I really look at it. Now, I you know, I don't know if I would make this my bet of the week, but I'm going Rams 19 – 19 to 16 uh 
And where I get really scared, and no, the reason I won't make it a bet of the week or anything like that is, you know, I think both defenses could mess the game up one way or the other, where, you know, I could see that Khalil Mack and company just steamrolling the Rams' offensive line and causing a strip sack fumble or a pick six or something like that. Also could see it the other way. Uh, but either way, I think the Rams win a tough physical football game, 19-16 at home, and get the win. All right, Monday Night Football, Mexico City. I think this is another awesome game. Chiefs at Chargers. Chiefs favored by three and a half. Chargers come off a bad loss really due to Phillip Rivers' play. There's no other way to say it. And the Chargers have been running the ball lately, which is a concern because we've seen the Chiefs last week get uh, burnt by the run. And, you know, just before you started off, Mike, we saw the Chargers last year. Their defense gave gave the Chiefs a tough time in that game in Kansas City. And, of course, ultimately the, the Chargers came back to win that game. Chiefs favored by three and a half uh, in Mexico City, over under 52 and a half. Mike, lead us off. What do you think? Yeah, I, uh, I like the Chiefs in this one. This, this is a leave-no-doubt type of game for the Chiefs. And I think Patrick Mahomes, after missing two games, frustrated by his own performance, even though his numbers were great, we showed the – Stats early day on PFT Live, 36 of 50, 464, I believe, and three touchdowns. Great day, great performance, but he left a lot on the field, as you pointed out. And there was an opportunity when the Chiefs were up 10 nothing. You could have made it 17 nothing and taken away the running game for the Tennessee Titans. I think the Chiefs try to put their foot on the throat early of the Chargers and, and just get, you know, just get one of those wins where you can feel like going into the bye week, you're moving in the right direction, even though you've got way too many losses to feel great about the opportunity to be the number one seed again. But I just feel like this is a game where they reestablish themselves. And I think it's good that it's an opponent that's played them tough in the past. I think that's helpful. I think that's useful. I think it gives them, number one, more motivation to go out there and do it. And number two, a better feeling on the back end. So we know what the offense can do. Maybe if the defense can get back to some of the things that we saw in the Vikings game, in the Packers game, then, then it'll be a better opportunity to to win this game easily and my, my last image of philip rivers is the guy who was missing badly and as i said the other day you don't realize how ugly his throwing motion is until he is grossly missing his receivers then it looks like somebody who has no business ever being on a football field that's how ugly that motion is when he's missing them that badly i can't have faith in what i saw at the end of that game i feel like the train is pulling into the station for philip rivers and the Chiefs are trying to reestablish themselves. I've got 34-20 Chiefs over the Chargers. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, you make a lot of good points. I am scared of the Chiefs' defense. I do think the Chargers' defense could give this Chiefs' offense a lot of issues. I do. You know, they're one of those teams, again, like we talk about with any great quarterback, you know, can you get there with your front four alone? And the Chargers fall into that category with the two freaks they got on the outside. You know, and, and there's, there's, so there's that. You know, also, you know, the, the, the Chargers secondary is not bad, and plus they don't play a ton of man-to-man. They like to play zones and let you throw it underneath if you want, and they're going to rally and tackle and do that. Out of all the defenses that play the Seattle scheme, right, the Chargers are the best at it, and that's because Gus Bradley is the guy who invented it. He is the guy that invented the Seattle scheme that caught, caught fire across the league. And he is very good at stopping the certain plays that expose it. He, they have a great knowledge of what we call Seattle beaters. As far as the plays that are stressful to their defense, they are very well coached on those plays are stressful to our defense. So they're always alert for them. I think this is a really close game. Like, I think the Chiefs are going to have to drive down late to kick a game-winning field goal uh, or – the Chargers got the ball late, and Phillip Rivers throws another interception, something like that. I think the Chargers will find a way to fuck this up somehow, some way. Uh, but I'm going the Chiefs just because of Patrick Mahomes, really. That's the only reason I'll say. And again, the Chiefs' defense, I'm still not – I know it, it's never going to – so I, I know I talk about it a lot because I know it's really the weakness of their team. But I still had things in the game last week that I really liked about it. Now, they adjusted wrong a few times on the run game that really led to that big run by Derrick Henry and a few other ones. But 
man, the Titans really didn't do crap passing the ball until the last drive of the game. And so there's things that are – it's an improvement, but I don't know where it goes, and they're always iffy, but I do think the Chiefs win a close one. That's that. We got all our picks in. Now comes time for the – what did you say, Pete? Demoletalitis? Oh, my score is 24-23, Chiefs. Did you wow. know that's Pete's last night? Last name, Demoletalitis? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's lead it off, Mike. Go ahead, start us. What's your? I'm really interested. I have no feel for where you're going on your best bets of the week here. Uh, well, I know where you're going with one of yours, and I think we're going to match on this one. I like the Cowboys giving the Lions four and a half. It just—it's one of those where when you look at it, it doesn't seem right. It seems like it should be more. So, and and I've had faith in the Cowboys way too many weeks this year. But they, you know, when when they're playing a team that they should beat, they handle that team, and I think they'll handle the Lions. And I think four and a half is too small of a spread. I think we've got some spillover from what happened on Sunday night when they had some bad decisions in the clutch and they lost to the Vikings at home. If they win that game, this is more like an eight-point spread, I think. So I feel like that's more where the game is going to be. I like the Cowboys. What does your gut tell you about Matthew Stafford? It's hard to tell. It really is hard to tell because they are. it's the Patriot way. They're not going to give you anything. I'd be surprised if he plays, but then again, I won't be surprised if he plays. I'm just kind of sitting back and waiting to see how it plays out. They call it week to week. Doctors are the ones making the decisions, and uh, you know he wants to play. He wanted to play last week. Jeff Driscoll did not look horrible against the Bears, but uh, I, I, I really don't know, and I really do feel like they let the doctors decide whether or not it's safe for him to play. But you know, the question becomes. How much is whatever it is that was a problem that kept him from playing on Sunday, how much of that heals by the following Sunday? Is it something that takes more time, or uh, is it something that really does heal in a week? My gut tells me that I don't expect to see him, but I have no no information yeah. beyond what's already out there to support that. I don't either, and I'm, I got burned by this last week. I'm, I'm, I'm scared, so I don't know what to do here. I have a lot of stars next to the Cowboy. I'm staying away from it. I'm not going to do it. I'm scared. I really am. So my first one is I'm going with the under and Broncos Vikings. That's going to be my first one of the day. It's 40. Just because you hit one over under, you're going to start calling them every I've hit, week I've now? Hit, Actually, yeah, I've hit more than right one. Week, so what the hell? I know. I've hit more than five games we disagreed on right. in the best bets. That was the only thing you got right is when you picked the over in Tampa Bay, Arizona. I know. I know. But even in the other weeks leading up to that, the games where I said I like the over under, I've been right. And I gave another over-under last week, too, where I said this one jumps out to me, and I believe that was right as well. I just can't remember what it was. So I'm going over-under. I think 40-and-a-half is too much for this game. Uh, I'm going Vikings 20-13 to 13 in this one. And, yeah, I just can't see it being that type of game with either one of these defenses. So that's why I do that. I'm going the Vikings win, but I'm taking the under on this one. That's my first bet. Now, go to number two, Michael. What do you got? Well, here's something that's fascinating to me, and it can only happen really a couple of more times this year. And I don't know how frequently it's occurred, but both of the Bay Area teams playing at home on the same day at the same time. And they are both double digit favorites. It's an amazing last year for the Raiders to be in Oakland. And actually, what they're in Oakland, and the 49ers are down the road in Santa Clara on the East Bay. And I, I'm going to pick one of these two teams. I'm just not sure which one. I think I'm going to go Raiders to cover. I feel more strongly they'll cover the spread versus the Bengals of 10.5 than the 49ers covering the Cardinals spread of 11.5. So give me the Raiders. I think that spread should be bigger. This is one of those NFL betters aren't comfortable with big spread type of a line. I think the Raiders are going to win by at least 17, maybe 20 or, or more. I like it. I like it a lot because I'm going across the bay to San Francisco, even though. Again, you, you heard me say it's down the bay. Yeah. Well, they're not it's, even it's in San Francisco. I mean, it's so it doesn't, you know, they're the like 45 minutes from San down Francisco. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Kristen. There's another middle finger for you to blur out. Yep. Um, but I'm going down there. Yes. To wherever the Silicon Valley, wherever the hell they are. Um, I'm going with the 49ers with the bounce back. And for the reasons I said, first of all, I think they're the better team. 
Last year, last time, I think they kind of fell asleep at the wheel when they got the lead against the Cardinals and thought they were just going to roll them. I don't think that happens this time around. You talk, you know, I know Richard Sherman after that game talked about them messing up some things on defense. I think they'll be refocused, mad, angry, and then I do think the fact that it's Cliff Kingsbury's first time in his career having to face a team twice in a season. There's there is something to that and some some nuances to be learned there. And I think Shanahan will be better at that than the Cardinals. And that's why I'm going to go with the 49ers covering that 11 and a half point spread. I'm saying 31 to 16, but I originally wrote down 38 to 16 and crossed it out. So I feel good about that. We'll see where it all goes. But I am going 49ers. Wasn't there a Super Bowl where the final score was 38 to 16? Yeah, when they beat the Dolphins. Yes, it was. In Super Bowl 19. Yes, MVP Joe Montana. Yes, 38 16. You're very right there. That was one of the most hyped Super Bowls ever. And it was so disappointing. Yeah, well, it was ridiculously disappointing. That was when the NFC started to show that it was so clearly better than the AFC in all facets that it was like almost like, let's not even put the AFC in the Super Bowl for the next 10 years. Let's just let the NFC playoffs figure it out. Um, Okay, now third bet, Mike. Where you want to go? I'm going. I'm going with the Chiefs on Monday night. I, I, I like to have you know. I, I like just for the same reasons. I like to stay away from the Thursday night game because I like our best bets to have some value into the weekend. I like picking the Monday night game because it gives me extra enjoyment on Monday night. I don't know that that should give anybody who's taking my word for whether or not they should take the Chiefs any extra faith in that in that position, but I, I think the Chiefs win this game by well over three and a half. Is it three and a half? Yeah, Is it three, three and, and a half. half. Yep. All right. Yeah, I think they win by at least a touchdown, maybe more. I like the Chiefs. I just think the Chiefs are going to be determined to uh, to get things on the right track after what happened to them in Nashville. They've got the talent to do it, especially offensively, and I think they will. Yep. Um, okay. I hear you there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm a little torn here. I really am. And I'm going to I'm going Crazyville here. All right, I'm going Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to cover the spread. I do. And the Bills favored by five and a half. The Bills are never not a type of team that beats anybody by more than five five and a half. Wait, but did didn't you pick the Bills to win the game? I did. Sixteen to fourteen. Sixteen to fourteen. Right. Yep. I just I because one I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins won the game. And I know you're picking the Dolphins to win, right? Yes. But I just I have I just cannot see them winning by more than five. I can't. I don't. I think if the Bills win a game, it's it's by no more than a field goal. Would not be shocked. I really envision them being down 14-13 and having to drive late to kick a field goal to win the game. So I'm going with the Miami Dolphins to cover the spread against the Bills. Now I'm just going to throw some other ones out there that I just like that I, in case anybody wants to listen to me, I like the over. We just did every game. No, I know. You I'm just, just saying, every game you I'm like. just saying I like over under for the Texans Ravens. I think 49 is a little high. That's all I'm saying there. I'm just going to give some other tidbits that. I, yeah. I like the under. You like the under, not the over. Yes. I like the under there. Totally. And what was it? I had one more, you know, where I'm starting to just choke in general is just like which ones to pick that I actually like. Oh, and the Steelers tonight. The Browns are favored by two and a half. And I think the Steelers can win the game. I, you know, I think they're going to win the game. Um, but I guess I just don't trust their offense to pick it nonetheless. And there's this weird stat. And I'd almost like, and I don't have, I should have looked this up. But like something when the line is at two and a half for the home team, it basically means that like they don't trust the game like there's this weird thing and I can't remember because my gambling degenerate friends always tell me about it about that and I don't know if Pete Dimalitolitis can look that up in the back end hey Macy what's up how you doing hey, hey, hey. Macy's in the background hey Macy come here Macy come here, come here. what's she here. doing I think is Jill behind the corner hiding over there is that what she's looking at but Macy's down here she's just standing over there throw me something to get her to come over Piece of food. Oh, so Jill is Come back here, there. I like it. Come on. Come on. Oh, she's chewing on she's chewing on a paper towel. Oh, oh, great. That's good. All right. All right. That's it. We're done. I have no more use for you. And he, here's the best bets. Florio's got Dallas covering the four and a half. He's got the Raiders covering the ten and a half. He's got the Kansas City Chiefs 
with the three and a half spread. I got the under in Denver Vikings. I got the 49ers going over the 11 and a half point spread there. I'm taking the 49ers to cover the 11 and a half. And then I'm taking the Miami Dolphins, even though I think they'll lose. I don't think they're going to lose by more than five and a half points. That is the dumbest bet you've ever made. Why? If you have faith in them, pick them to win. No, I'm not picking them to win. Definitely not. I'm not. I don't think the Bills are the better team, but I think they will fight and be physical and I think it'll be very close. Uh, and that was another game I looked at with the over-under and went, man, 41 points. I don't know if these, neither one of these teams could do that if we took the defenses off the field. I think they might find a way to not fucking score 41 points. So um, that's that. Florio, fuck you. I hope you lose every game this week that we disagreed on. Uh, and subscribe, rate, review, both to PFTPM. Damn, Kristen, he is killing you today. And no, she doesn't have to blur that one. We're not even sure it's your middle finger. It's so close to the... And subscribe, (laughs) rate, review. (laughs) Chris Sims, unbuttoned. Monday, I will have the Week 11 recap with Ahmed Farid. Mike, I'll see you Sunday. Peace out. I'm glad the power's back on in Chateau de Florio. Peace. See ya. Later. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.